0: Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, Started off right with the high performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. The volume. It's the Colin Coward podcast presented by FanDuel. Football season's in full gear. No better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. FanDuel app is safe. You get paid fast. A lot of ways to play. The spread, the money line, team totals, players, props. A lot of stuff. Over-unders. Jump into the action. Same game parlays are my favorite. Just use the promo code Colin and download the FanDuel app today. All right, a little instant reaction as the Niners hold on to beat the Seahawks on Thursday night football. It looked a lot like all these 49er wins this year, right? Um, An unblockable defensive line. um, Take a lead somewhere first half and then kind of grind it out. Christian McCaffrey carries eat the clock. So let's talk a little about Brock Purdy. Um, The offense is pretty much the same with the exception they can move the pocket more because of Brock Purdy's feet. You know, if you look at San Francisco, half the league is undrafted. So just take the Niners as you look at Brock Purdy being the final player taken in the seventh round. Well, two of his targets, George Kittle, was drafted in the fifth round out of Iowa. George Kittle was a late bloomer. Do you realize he only had 48 catches total at Iowa? He didn't have 800 catches yards receiving at Iowa, a program that puts out a lot of talented tight ends. Juwan Jennings, a wide receiver for the Niners. He was a seventh-round pick. So, you know, there's so many good skill players now. So many guys can catch the ball, run. Uh, The NFL is furnished about 25 good receivers a year out of college football. So it's not shocking. Again, Ryan Fitzpatrick was a seventh-round quarterback, and – through for 35,000 yards, and is now on the Amazon broadcast. And it's interesting if you look at Brock Purdy. So he we went to high school in Arizona. He ended up being the Gatorade Player of the Year in the state of Arizona. So, you know, if you're a Gatorade Player of the Year in the state I grew up in, Washington State, you know, you usually end up going and starting and being a star at college. And oftentimes, Brock Heward's a prime example. You go play in the NFL, he, he was in Puyallup High School. He's now at Fox, former Husky and Colt quarterback. So Brock Purdy was the Gatorade Player of the Year. That's his final year in Arizona. But he started as a sophomore in high school in a really tough division. And then he goes to Iowa State, and he ends up playing seven or eight games as a freshman. And here he is as a rookie playing. So what do we get high school, college, and pro? Brock Purdy is a guy that steps right in with a lot of confidence, self-awareness. He obviously is a bright kid. He learns to playbook quickly. So, you know, he starts as a sophomore in high school, a freshman in college, and now a rookie uh, in the NFL. And remember, they were very comfortable when Trey Lance got hurt and they moved Garoppolo in. They were very comfortable, Brock Purdy being the number two. There was no doubt about it. He would played in the preseason. And they liked him. So it's just, I think sometimes you look at the final round, the seventh round in the NFL, and there's players everywhere in this league. So why didn't, you know, Brock Purdy get drafted higher? He's not huge. He's about 6'1, 215, 6'1, 6'1". Uh, That's on the small side for a pocket quarterback. Also played in the Big 12, where a lot of quarterbacks have failed um and you know you get run and shoot scores you get you know 54 45 in the conference so there's a lot of offense and therefore in the nfl there's a little bit you know before patrick mahomes and that run of heisman winners at oklahoma there was a real feel you know big 12 football quarterbacks were you know busts high scoring no defense in the conference sage Rosenfeld's is a former NFL quarterback who played at Iowa State. You know, Brock Purdy was a really, really, really strong college quarterback. I mean, think about this. He was all Big 12 in that wild conference where there's a lot of points. He was all Big 12 twice, and then he was second team all Big 12 as a sophomore. So this is a hot the Gatorade Player of the Year in Arizona – Two time, actually a three time first or second team all conference college guy who Alabama had in for a visit. It's a really talented guy, but you know, a little on the small side. And also, he can be a little streaky. I went and looked at his uh, scouting profile from Lance Zerline, a guy I respect, whose dad was a coach in the NFL for years. And he's a sportscaster in Houston and uh, does some stuff for, I think, the NFL network. You know, and that was the knock on. Brock Purdy. He could be a little bit streaky. He can get out of rhythm, a little squirrely, um, but high completion percentage. I just, I'm not shocked by it. When I watched him in the preseason, I thought, it's pretty good. I'll say it again. He's Taylor Heineke, but more accurate. And Taylor Heineke is winning games for the Washington Commanders. We also have a culture now where there's just more quarterbacks who can play. High school, college, and pro. You know, this is not. 1998, it's not 2008. The game now is absolutely offensive. You can go to a high school football game where I live in Southern California. You got teams throwing it 45 times a game All right in these big leagues. So good for Brock Purdy. And I think the Niners feel like to me, maybe the only other team in the NFC very capable of going to Philadelphia and playing the Eagles and sitting in the center of the ring and exchanging blows. I think they're that good. And I think they're basically... More athletic than they were with Jimmy Garoppolo. Let's talk about the Seahawks. Regression to the beam. You know, whenever I get too hot with my blazing five picks, I'll eventually go one for four. I think Geno Smith, Seattle has two first round picks, they have Denver's. So right now it's the second or the third pick. I think it's the third. You're going to take a quarterback. Bryce Young is probably not available. Houston, with a number one pick, will probably take Bryce Young. So you can take C.J. Stroud out of Ohio State. I don't know. I've seen him lose twice to Michigan. I don't know. Or Will Levis from Kentucky, who got a real arm. Sean Payton told me, of all the quarterbacks, he thought he was really, really interesting. Will Levis. So, you know, his college stats don't blow you away, but kid that can really spin it. And, you know, Seattle's got a few other needs, interior defensive line, interior offensive line. I still think they need another receiver, uh, another back behind Kenneth Walker, a few more bigs on the defensive front. But Geno Smith is, as we've talked about Tua, there was no real history as a guy who's a bust and then goes on to be a Pro Bowl quarterback. That kind of stuff just doesn't happen in the NFL. And so, now we're post-Thanksgiving, weather's colder, guys get banged up, people have more film, and you're kind of getting on Geno Smith what you think. He's a big guy who can – he's got a good arm. He really does. He has a really, really nice arm. You can certainly win games with him. But we all know, when you start looking at Vegas odds, who's going to win the Super Bowl, it's the same thing with Tua, Now it gets cold. Now it gets windy. Now you don't have all your receivers. Now your left tackle is out. That's when Joe Burrow wins and Mahomes wins and Herbert wins. Uh, And Tua and Geno Smith, you know, things level out. The one thing I will say about Seattle is that, you know, Pete Carroll, I often refer to him as, you know, like he's a 70-year-old head coach. He His energy is like nothing I've ever seen. I don't know really how to explain Pete Carroll. He wears that gum out. Uh, He's got a lot of power in that organization. I don't see him going anywhere. And I think Seattle's going to be too good for the next several years, too competitive. They're not going to get in the top five at quarterback again. So even if they need interior defensive linemen, this draft has a lot in the top 10, top 12. They're going to have to take a quarterback. They're not going to be in that top two, three spot again. And so my guess, it's going to be Will Levis or C.J. Stroud for Seattle. I would take Levis from Kentucky. San Francisco. If Brock Purdy hoists the Lombardi Trophy. I know it sounds ridiculous. But doesn't this kind of sound ridiculous? Think about this. Jalen Hurts who basically had to leave Alabama because the greatest college football coach of all time, Nick Saban, said, yeah, it's not working here. Goes to Oklahoma, second in the Heisman, second-round pick for Philadelphia. They've already got, you know, like Carson Wentz. And all of a sudden, not long after that, Jalen Hurts, who had to transfer in college, who we thought was a runner over a thrower, is starting for the Eagles, gets him to the playoffs, in year two, and then in year three is up for MVP. That sounds totally improbable. (laughs) So that's who Brock Purdy could eventually be playing in the NFC Championship in Philadelphia. And I think it's a go-either-way game. It'll probably be a low-scoring, highly physical, wild game. Debo Samuel back by that time. You know, that's, that's a 2017 game either way. Don't count it out. Let's welcome in Chad Millman, CCO Action Network. All of our odds provided by FanDuel. So it's a weird week. I've shifted some bets. I don't like favorites much, but I'm going to start with two because I don't like them. Monday Night Football. Everybody loves Baker Mayfield. Packers get a little extra rest, minus six and a half. It's a much better team. Let's not kid ourselves. The Rams aren't good. This feels like Packers by a touchdown, sharper square.
1: I got to tell you, this one is really interesting. Not a ton of activity on this game in conversation from a sharp perspective. I think you're on the right side at less than a touchdown. There's too much enthusiasm from the market when you are looking at a Baker Mayfield quarterback team. This is not a guy who wins games. Right, we've seen that over and over again. I think with the Packers, obviously, there's a lot of trepidation here. But um, like the the numbers on this one, the Rams getting the majority of the tickets, and that's why you've seen it come down a little bit. The money's heading in the Packers' direction. So if you can get them at six and a half, I would take it.
0: Here's another one. I bet against the Jaguars earlier this year off a big win. They're a young team. They come home. They, he, they see the Cowboys in their sights off one of their best games in a decade. Dallas humiliated, but one against Houston. Cowboys are getting healthier. It's one of those middle numbers, like a five. In that case, I just think Dallas is a significantly better team. Sharper square. I'm taking the Cowboys.
1: Oh my God. You've. You're living in the middle of the square. like You don't even have any sort of room to wiggle on this one. Trevor Lawrence, past nine weeks, past six weeks, uh, top two quarterback in the NFL, according to Pro Football Focus. 10 touchdowns, zero picks. All these early season issues he had in the red zone, throwing passes that were too flat, didn't have any touch, not building chemistry with Doug Peterson, They've been a very good team the past few weeks. We've seen that. We've seen them getting better. I'm not fazed by sort of the blowout of the Titans on the road, especially against the Cowboys' pass rush. That is the strength of their defense, but it's also the strength of the Jags' offensive line. They are fifth in protecting Trevor Lawrence against the pass rush in the NFL. And the other thing I'll say is that the Cowboys' secondary they are injured. And that's one of the reasons why they struggled against the Texans. So Trevor Lawrence, who's becoming a better quarterback, uh, is going to have a good opportunity to light them up. Most
0: professional bettors have this game power rated at three. Listen, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business, right? The margins have never been tighter. You want to be 100% certain you have access to the best qualified candidates and fast That's why you should check out LinkedIn Jobs. Number one in delivering quality hires in America. LinkedIn Jobs. Listen, never been easier to create a free job post on LinkedIn and find a great employee. Add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile, by the way. Spreads the word faster. Screening questions. Simple tools. Make it easy to focus on candidates with the right skills. Every business owner knows how important it is to finish the year out strong. You need the right team members. LinkedIn jobs. Go there right now. Post your job for free. LinkedIn.com slash Colin. LinkedIn.com slash Colin. Terms and conditions apply.
1: Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years.
0: Football season's underway. Now's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's free bets back if your first bet doesn't win. The promo code is always Colin. FanDuel has tons of betting options. I like the same game parlay. Bet a little, win a lot. FanDuel's app is safe, secure, easy to use, and you get paid your winnings really fast. The no-sweat first bet up to 1000 bucks. Promo code COLIN. Make every moment more this season with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the National Football League. 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, and Louisiana e n y or text h o p e n y four six seven three six nine in new york tennessee red line 1-800-889-9789 tennessee visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in west virginia all right let's go to the underdogs titans getting three at the chargers tennessee off a humiliating loss yes they're banged up but again, let's not go crazy with the Chargers. Their defense set the tone against Miami. Titans have the better defense, the better coach, the better run game consistently, can stop the run. I like Tennessee in the point, sharper square.
1: Total number game, very sharp. If this gets to two and a half, you're going to see people come in on the Chargers. Right now, at three, majority of the money coming in on the Titans. The Chargers are not a team that anybody wants to play when they're favorites. They are great as an underdog because their variance plays to wide sort of disparities in what you can expect and they do things that allow you as a better on an underdog Chargers team to stay in the game. Meanwhile, as favorites, they're just not very good. The Titans, however, as underdogs with Mike Vrabel are very good. You've got a coaching advantage with the Titans. You've got them in a spot that favors them and then With the Chargers, you kind of don't know what you're getting yet. Defensively, Joey Bosa is supposed to come back. But this has been a team that is at a hard time as a defense. uh,
0: So it's very hard to bet on them as a favorite. Patriots Raiders, I like New England comfortably. Um, I think although Belichick's former coaches do okay against him, this sort of ball control offense by New England – um, on display against Arizona. I, I still think the Raiders are a team that plays really hard, but there are some holes they can't overcome. And Belichick, this is what he does. If you've got holes, he'll find them. I think it's a boring, quick game with a lot of run involved. I'm talking 80 carries. But if it's a pick 'em or close, which is where the number's at, Raiders minus one. I take the Patriots to win here. sharper square?
1: As square as square gets. The wise guys love the Raiders in this spot. Uh, The Patriots have terrible skill players on offense as it is. And now the players that they were depending on are injured. Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson, Devontae Parker. We don't know what we're getting in that group. The Wise Guys make the Raiders two-point favorites. So when this game opened at Raiders plus one and a half, the Wise Guys started hammering it. It's why the line has moved in the direction that it has. It's a team that, as you noted, still plays hard. They are probably getting Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller back. Both of them practiced this week. They can still make the playoffs. They're in every game. Uh, The Raiders at home basically pick a very short favorite by the time the game kicks off. That's going to be the wise guy side.
0: Uh, Giants getting four and a half against the Commanders. I had Taylor Heineke on my show today, but if you look at his numbers, they're underwhelming. Uh, this is a Washington team that has more talent than New York. Four and a half is a ton of points. Daniel Jones playing for his career. Um, I'm going to go with the points. Giants, division rival, Sharper Square.
1: Interesting game. This sh- the, the, sh- the sharp side is definitely the Giants. There's no reason the Commanders should be four and a half point favorites. They just played two weeks ago. While the the commanders are on the bye, the Giants in that game, even though it was a tie game, terribly ugly game. The Giants were ahead by a touchdown for most of the second half and they missed a game-winning field goal. So now there's automatically inflation when a team like the Giants is coming off of a blowout loss, right? So that's why the number... Drifted up to four and a half. Nobody saw the Commanders play terribly last week. They didn't play. Meanwhile, teams coming off a blowout the past 20 years. So the Giants in this spot, they're covering at a 55% clip. Um, This is Washington's biggest spread of the season against a team that was beating them two weeks ago. It's the sharp side, but I will tell you, I've had a couple guys say to me, They love the commanders that are professional betters. We talked about this on the favorites pod today. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying it's not always a consensus. So be wary.
0: Bears plus nine extra rest Philadelphia coming off a dominating win. I always pull back the world likes right now. The Eagles. I think they're in a position. They could rest players getting healthy. Chicago, again, people playing for their jobs, people putting stuff on tape, young offensive line. I like the Bears and the points here to keep it reasonably close, Sharper square. Totally
1: sharp. And remember, we talked about this two weeks ago, the Rams, eight and a half point underdogs against Seattle. Last week, the Broncos, nine point underdogs, uh, the, the Broncos, nine point underdogs against the Chiefs. Same similar scenario here, the Bears plus nine against a high-flying Eagles team, huge amount of money on the Bears. This is exactly the side that the professionals want to be on. A reminder, and I said this last week because it's still relevant, even more relevant. When you get teams winning at a 65% clip over the course of the year playing against really bad teams like the Bears, and that's the delta we're talking about between the Eagles and the Bears this week. The dogs are covering at nearly 60%. So uh that's what happens when you get late in the year, you get inflation on these teams that are really good.
0: All right. We always close with a game I could be talked into. I think Buffalo and bad weather could destroy the Dolphins. What say you? Sharper Square, tell me the side.
1: Uh I agree with you. Uh the number has moved to seven, but there's not a ton of wise guy activity on this game because people are waiting to see. How bad the weather really is. And I'll be honest with you, the side they're probably going to play in this game is the over in the totals, not necessarily taking the Bills minus seven. I think they like the Bills because the Bills, when they do win, they tend to cover big. And I think, and we talked about this a few weeks ago, if you were going to fade any team down the stretch, it was going to be Miami, who three weeks ago, they had come off six straight, really easy games at home or indoors, and they were heading into the end of the year where they were going to be on the road in really tough spots, including this game. Um, so, wise guys probably will bet the Bills minus seven, but they love the over in this game because the snow tends to play to the uh, offensive strength.
0: Finally, a game I missed. Colts-Vikings. Well, How did we not talk about Colts-Vikings?
1: Oh, God. Come on. Come on. This is a great bounce back spot for the Colts. They when they've gotten killed this year, as they did two weeks ago, they've come back and won. Minnesota's defense is terrible. Forced two punts against the Lions. The week before, they gave up nearly five hundred yards to the Jets. The Colts are actually outgaining their opponents. Minnesota is getting outgained by its opponents in our luck rankings that we do on actionnetwork.com, which basically are the best way to measure expected regression. So a team that is playing way outside of itself and is expected to come back down to earth, a team playing a little bit below expectations should be playing better. There's the biggest delta of the week in this game. Take the Colts. Every wise guy has taken the Colts.
0: All right. You talked me into it. That's a good point. All right, buddy. Good stuff. Appreciate it. I'm here for you.